Okay. What's our show called again? Drink Compatible! <laughs> At some point, I think I figure we'll just talk, and then at some point, I'll I'll put it in the episode. There you go. <laughs> Let's get in this. Let's get deep in this. Let's. What does he say? <laughs> 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 fuck! Fuck! Shit! Fuck! <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> Willie. Ass and, and tits. <laughs> um, if you don't happen to have headphones, do you? I know you've gotten comfy. I could get some. Yeah. Let me yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. How do I sound now? Worse, actually. <laughs> okay, I'll de-link. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, just de-link and then talk at the mic when you're ready to talk. Okay. Bye. Oh, oh God, this. Uh, I guess I don't drink straight gin that often because I just tried some of this and it is Earl Grey infused and it is a lot. Yeah. I'm gonna get whiskey. It's been poured, but still. You know how much I had to fight against myself to not be like, maybe I could give my dad an open bottle of scotch. <laughs> be like, oops, dad, sorry, I gave you the wrong, um, lolls. Lagavulin. Lagavulin. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> One sec. You're probably gonna have to remind me, like, look to. Look to the Kelsey and be like, what? You're like, Kelsey, I'm be like, what? Speak to the mic. Oh, yeah, 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 I will. Okay. Or just talk, I mean, talk loud and speak at the mic. Okay! There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is so appropriate, though. I mean, this goes along with the theme of our today. I will! <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one with the stutter. What the fuck? <laughs> but I'm <laughs> the Lionel Logue being like, "Speak into the fucking mic." <laughs> Shit, no, you're closer to England. I'm closer to Australia. Rough to think about. Was it you that we talked about making Facebook uh, profiles for um, Lionel and? King George and just making them like constantly like friend bully each other. I can't remember it, but also that does seem extremely on brand. Dear listeners, today I broadcast live from my tub. It is so very hot in here. My AC isn't working, so I'm in my tub drinking alcohol. This is fine. This is healthy. It is healthy. I'm drinking gin that I um, basically steeped in uh, 
seeped a tea bag in. Several tea bags, really. Oh, that's what you did. Yeah, do you remember when I made the Earl Grey martinis? Yes. This is the Earl Grey. I mean, it's not that exact bottle, but like the same idea. Uh, um, and um, I've never, I mean, I don't drink gin straight on its own. Um, um, Either. I don't, I don't, I mean, it's not that sort of liquor, but also this one in particular. It is, oh God. I'm going to still drink it, but. All right, God save the queen. What are we doing? So, okay, so we haven't, it's been a minute. You guys haven't heard from us in probably a year, I think. Getting on a year. Um, so we, we kept, I kept telling everyone on all the um, Some Good Shows podcasts, I keep going on, like, hey, Drinking Paddle was coming back for several months. Um, and we're going to come back with something big and exciting. And so we thought we'd, we'd get a really high octane type of action movie, right? Um, so, inst- but we, at the 11th hour thought, what if instead we talk about two middle-aged men um, learning about themselves? Mm, and about each other and trust. And, mm-hmm. That actually could be a lot of movies, but this is... <laughs> This is the one that has to do with beach. Very much so. Um, ever since we started um, the idea for this podcast, we were like, we have to do this movie. And it is The King's Speech, um, the 2010 uh, movie directed uh, by someone. I don't remember, but I was reading up on it and he directed the things and people are like, yeah, of course he won the Oscar because of this. Tom, ha- Tom Hooper. Tom Hooper. Um, starring Colin Firth, um, Jeffrey Rush, and Helena Bonham Carter. Mm-hmm. Just crushing it. Yeah, star-studded cast absolutely doing their best. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, did we say what the name of the show was yet? Drink Compatible! Yeah, it's a, it's, um... God, we used to have a tagline that I remembered, but... Booze, blockbusters, and besties. That's the one. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I'm Sammy. I'm Kelsey. Um, and this is okay. No, it's coming back to me. This is where I say the name. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Coming back to me. Okay. So, um, yeah, we talk about movies and then we drink about it as well. Uh, Kelsey, what are you drinking? I'm drinking some finely aged monkey shoulder scotch whiskey. <laughs> it was stinging my eyes as I was. It, it's from a tall glass, so it was stinging my eyes when I was bringing it up. But uh-huh. good. Um, and I'm drinking that because in one scene they drink scotch. Um, it is the scene right after. Oh, right after. Uh, David Bernie. abdicates. Is it? Yeah. No, it's right after his father dies. Oh shit. King dies. Of Which should be. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he comes in and they're like, and Lionel's like, oh, I don't think you'd be in here. And George is like, well, I don't think I'd be in here either. And then also in that scene, um, and to uh, help further myself along um, for this hour and so many minutes, I'm drinking a Boulevard Tank 7 because Boulevard is a local brewing company. And Lionel also reveals that his father was a brewer. 
So yeah. I'm staying on the fuck on brand. I planned this out. I am going a similar route. Um, I don't have any like scotch or, or like um, anything like that, but I did have Tanqueray, <laughs> which I have um, infused with Earl Grey tea, which is extremely London and extremely um, difficult to drink solo. I, I, I made this particular thing for a specific cocktail that I like very much, but I don't have the energy to make that cocktail, so we're just doing it straight. So that's the. So you need a friend, basically, mm-hmm. to help talk you through drinking them. There you go. Yes. <laughs> Thematics. And, and then I've also got um, Double D IPA from Fordham and Dominion from Dover, Delaware. Exactly. You just doxed yourself, dude. No one's. No one listens to this podcast. It's fine. <laughs> Say again. Kansas City is where Boulevard is from. It's actually a really good beer. It's found a lot of places, so I bet you could find it. I think I've seen Boulevard, um, maybe not here, but in other places on the East Coast. Right? I think I have, too. Maybe. I don't know. Shout out to Boulevard. Uh, Near and dear to my heart. And my mouth! And your apartment. Yeah, literally. God, I gotta walk there sometime. Anyways... So what's the movie? Give us a... What's that? I said enough about America. <laughs> Let's hop over to jolly old England. Mm-hmm. Any chance you could do the thing where you lean closer to the mic? <laughs> yeah, always. Do you want to give us a synopsis of the movie? I'd love nothing better. Um. <clears throat> How now, brown cow? <laughs> um, practicing my diction. This is the story of King George the something. The sixth. That's the one. Damn. With no help. With no help whatsoever. Not from a friend, not from the audience. Uh, King George the sixth and his speech impediment. Um, and him going from his time as Duke to time as King, pretty much the beginning of World War II, actually, um, and getting help from speech therapists, uh, and landing on one in particular, which is Lionel Logue, I think is his name, played by the fantastic Jeffrey Rush, um, and it follows the story of them cultivating a friendship through a long-lasting treatment for his uh, speech impediment. Yeah, pretty much. Stutter! (laughs) Which evidently is exacerbated in the movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I I did some reading on, like, the historical accuracy, um, and a lot of it was... I mean, it's based in, like, truth. Like, Lionel Logue was a real person. Like, Like, all of the the broad strokes were real, right. but um, it, he actually worked with George um, much earlier in his life, and it took only like a couple months, not like a year long, a year's oh, long. Thing. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they yeah, embellished it for dramatic effect. Um, and from what I could tell, like the, the uh, justification from like the director and like the, the 
the crew was like, eh, it's a better story. And I'm like, you know what? Fine. Well, it was an independent movie, um, and it was, was not... Indie? Yeah, it was an indie. Oh. Um, and also, it was not um, uh, sold as a documentary. So... Like, they also could get away with it through that, is from what I read. I also read a scathing review about how Winston, or not Winston, how Churchill's um, uh, character or um, part in the movie was, like, so completely, like, uh, to the favor of, like, Winston Churchill fans that just could not get fucking enough of him and how, like, horrible he was and how he would be totally wrong and... Like, absolutely ousted from history if the war never happened at all. It was almost a stroke of luck because he bet his cards on, like, the worst fucking people. So, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, lots of history was uh, pushed to the side. But we're not here to talk about historical facts, okay? We don't watch movies like this for the facts. <laughs> we watch it for the love and brotherly bonding. Um, and honestly, I can think of uh, no better movie than this. This, I mean, it's like this and like Goodwill Hunting, right? They're like more or uh, less in the same vein of of story. Yeah, I was thinking that actually when um I was uh, making notes about just like how good of a therapist uh, Lionel's character is. Like he just does, like he says really good stuff, and he's he's very. Um, by he stands by himself. What do I have written down? Um, uh, let's see. Bye, bye, bye. Um, I love that he insists on informality, um, and the legitimacy of uh, his like practice, um, and not smoking, which I also did read, dude. Turns out, um, <laughs> George the sixth. Smoked, like, 20 to 25 cigarettes a day. Uh, he died of lung complications at 56. Yeah, my man had lung cancer. Um, yeah, straight yeah. up. He smoked, like, <laughs> 20 to 25 cigarettes a day. Yeah. I mean, that is basically, a, like, a pack-a-day pack, pack a day smoker. Packing some change. Which is, which is common, but also bad. Don't do that. Don't do that. I thought there was a bug crawling on my leg, but it's just sweat. Fun. <laughs> yeah. Did I mention it's about mm, 88 degrees in my apartment right now? I'm pushing a health concern. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You're pushing all my health concerns. <laughs> Where do we want to, I guess, jump in with this one then? Mm. I think let's talk about... Um, um, Birdie and his his wacky family. Why does this sound like a Sesame Street special? I was thinking a bit more like um, what's the one Wes Anderson? Wesley Andy, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like the Royal Tenenbaums. Yes, which I mean, yeah, the Royal Windsors. <laughs> Very true. Yeah, I think um, might. I think this might be doing the thing where it cuts me out when we're both speaking at the same time. It might be. Um, Like, whenever you can't hear me, it's 
right after we're both speaking at the same time. Mm-hmm. So, um, is there any chance of of? Are you on your phone or like an iPad? I'm on the iPad. You might be able to do it where you sync up the Bluetooth thing, but then you make sure that the um, input for the for the Discord is through just the iPad. I could try. I can hear you now. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me now? Yes, I can. That's really Same more weird. Things. I did literally nothing to do that. I think it's so it's it's recording through the um, headphones, but also I think that might be better. Oh, okay. Are you sure? Right, like, yeah, to have the continuity of like conversation rather than like slightly better quality, but like like marginally better quality that keeps getting interrupted. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we've. Hello, dear listener. We've had we've had technical difficulties. We've overcome them to a degree, uh, and we're back. Um. So what are we talking about? We're talking about family. We're talking about family. We're talking about kings. We're talking about beaches. And. Yeah, actually. Yeah, <laughs> and honorable mention corgis. They're there, yeah. They're there. The the second most famous family to own corgis. What's the first? <laughs> Yours, dumbass. Oh, yeah! I think I, I was actually chatting with our, our mutual friend Charlotte um, about this movie just a few minutes ago. Um, oh, yeah? And, and she like I was like, okay, I know this is not going to be a, a movie that like people are going to get hog wild about. And she was like, actually, this is like one of my favorite movies. I'm like, fuck yeah, good I do, taste. I see that. I do. I see that all. Over. Saying like, why the fuck did it win an Oscar? Easy Oscar, boo. 127 hours should have won. <laughs> to which all I can think is that scene where like, uh, Franco imagines the blow up Scooby Doo. <laughs> um, yeah, that happens. Um. I didn't see the movie, and I won't, but, like... Please do! It's just... Man cut hand off. Yeah. Man cut <laughs> hand off. Imagine Scooby-Doo. And then they play Sigur Rose. And they what? Then they play Sigur Rose, okay? It's worth it. Point being is, other people say, wow, it's one of my favorite movies. I took my mom to see this movie. I went to see the movie in theaters, I think. And then I was like, Mom, you gotta see this with me. Or maybe we went to see it for together. I don't remember. Point being, I saw this movie with my mom. I trusted that. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we used to go see movies. I don't know. Point being, Rip, you can't, uh, you can't harsh on any of those cute things I did with that old lass. I can. <laughs> I also took her to see Where the Wild Things Are. That's a good movie, though. Wait, this is a good movie, too. 127 hours? No, not 127 hours. Christ. The King's Speech. Oh, that, yeah, that's a good movie. That's why we're doing a podcast about it. 127 hours, though, I went to see with uh, Derek and Nico and a couple other people. We were the only people in the theater, and we were all screaming when he was cutting his arm. It was great. It was for <laughs> Derek's birthday. That's right. Shout out to Derek. Rest in peace, Derek. <laughs> he's dead, but I hope he's sleeping well. No, he's, he's not dead. He's not dead. <laughs> he's not dead. No, he's the but other ironically one. enough, his birthday is when my mom died. 
at 127 hours. She just couldn't take it. <laughs> yeah, she didn't cut her hand off. No. Nope. What were we talking about? What movie? Oh, yeah. A King's, King's Speech. Speech. Lovely. So I thought, um, so I was talking to Charlotte about this movie, and like <laughs> one of the things she, she mentioned um, that I thought was a really good point was this is like one of the first times uh, in, in her recollection, and I think mine as well, that you have a vaguely like both sympathetic and critical view of like the royal family like you usually get one or the oh. other um um whereas this one does show how it is kind of a shitty civil civil rights kind of thing right uh like these yeah. are these are people who were born into a position who don't have any like power to like self determine the course of their lives which is bad on paper, but also like in practice, they're fine. So like, I don't know right. how much but in practice, they're actually able to do some of like whatever the fuck they want. Like they even right. say at one point, like, what does he say? He, his brother, uh, you have a great deal of privilege. He, his brother uh, is like walking from him. Um, it's one of the second times that they're arguing about his choice of a wife. And his mm -hmm. brother's saying, have I no rights? And he's like, well, you have privilege. And he's like, well, that doesn't give me much. And it's like, you know, but obviously they're walking around this, like, incredibly wealthy uh, manor vacation home, I think. And, like, they're passing by servants at every... I mean, it's, yeah. like, not... And it's not... And that doesn't take away from the very real conversation they're having. However, like, you know, you're seeing... You're getting to see this opulence. Yeah. Um, that's a really good uh, juxtaposition. It is, I think. I think it really is. Even in the very end, Colin Firth is saying how, as a king, you think he'd have all this power to do all this, to be able to enforce all these things, like wage war, like change laws, but really, like, what is he but a voice for his country? for his country to hear which you know kind of sums up the movie of yeah the the connection a lot of it like thematically has to do with the the meeting in the middle you know there is no difference to man be him rich or poor uh but yeah i think i i agree with what charlotte said it, it did a pretty good job of maybe not like outright like throwing shade or calling numbers but like unapologetically uh trying to like show the i don't know the lameness <laughs> that yeah. is the royal family for sure like um i mean it, it makes me think of the crown quite a bit because like that whole thing is about um why it's i mean it's it's both why we shouldn't put humans in this position um one for like their like right to self determine but also why that level of wealth is is a bad thing um uh but it was is this is the same message in a nice sort of 120 minute package um 127 100 shut up <laughs> <laughs> like the the whole the whole shtick of it is um and like colin firth's i mean george colin firth you you know who we're talking about yeah um, we could say birdie birdie, birdie yeah colin. birdie why well, birdie like the whole crux of his problem is that like because of who, who he is born to be um he is expected to, to do all of this public speaking 
um which otherwise he if he had like his brothers he would just have like a normal job and then like go home mm-hmm. to his wife and kids yeah um, again they they i mean they reference that a lot like very like obvious theme that they run with in the beginning um uh i, I mean even um he says something about um i think in his first session with lionel which what a scene for one mm-hmm. like an extended scene very well done um this whole movie i it didn't have maybe like cinematography or camera work that would like blow me away but i really appreciated like what they did do um with what they were able to do i mean with a very like no low action yeah um dialogue heavy which is one of my criticisms back to but um hold on hold on oh yeah we'll talk about that okay yeah we should come back to cinematography um uh yeah he in i think the first session he says something about like you know well if he was the common man then he wouldn't be there you know he would be at home he wouldn't need a a therapist which you know it's like haha not really later on lionel when they're drinking right after his father's death like lionel it's wait no it's not then oops it's when he's uh, about to get crowned as king um, and yeah. they're rehearsing when lionel's revealing uh what brought him to being a speech therapist um he's saying that uh uh telling the story of like shell-shocked uh soldiers jesus christ i need a speech therapist to be able to say that (laughs) shell-shocked soldiers um and uh the traumas that they face and how wooden birdie it doesn't relate to some of that um and his inability to find his own voice speak for excuse me um (laughs) (laughs) his wife even she she constantly i love um um helen's character is her almost like refusal to put down um any sort of uh, professionalism, mm-hmm. imperialism <laughs> around <Yeah>. anyone. <laughs> what does she say? Uh, I have no hubby, and we do not pop. <laughs> we do not pop. Uh-huh. I love the scene where um, she meets um, Logue's wife, and they're both immediately like, we're not we're not doing this like close intimacy thing that like Birdie and Lionel are doing, right? Like right. right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and can we just talk about um uh, uh her character? I mean both of their characters were really like really fun. Really um stood out to me. Uh, the um which ones? <laughs> um, Helena Bonham Carter's Mm -hmm. uh, character well, character whatever, it's all fictitious Um, and then uh, the wife of Lionel Logue yeah, yeah yeah. (laughs) I I think even with not that much screen time 
uh, I got a really like good sense of her character as like kind of just like amusing and uh, able to or like goes along with like her husband's more fanciful uh, endeavors. Yeah. <laughs> like on the one hand, um, I, I feel like for me, I, I wish we got a bit more of them because like in both cases, like it's like a Bechdel situation, right? Like where oh, anytime yeah. we, anytime we like get uh, um, to see those characters, they're like in a supportive role to their husbands. And they do a great job of like um, filling in what family life is like for each of them. But I, I, I just wanted a bit more of like um, them as actual characters aside from that. You know, I'd say that, um, and this is me as an AFAB saying this, but like I honestly do think it might have just like been an aside. I mean, like honestly, like we're there for like the two starring roles mm -hmm. and for their story. And not to say that, like, neither of the leading ladies could have had their own um, kind of, like, independence in their roles. But the way that they were both being supportive, um, I don't know. I think that they did it well enough with being, like, even gendered. Sure, yeah. It was kind of happenstance that it was. I mean, you could even say, like, his kids were um, pretty good, like, supporting roles as well. Like, I thought that they did a good job of them, like, in making him, like, in making Lionel a more well-rounded character. Like, he wouldn't have been as likable, I think, or as soft, or as um, easy to trust without the children characters that there were. I, I, I really like the inclusion of, like, the children uh, on both sides. Like, I mean, uh, like, we had, we had both wives, but we also, yes. like, have both yes. children. Um, and you get to... I like a lot the... Um, not even juxtaposition, like, the, I guess, parallels of, like, the, like, story time that both do. Um, yes! Uh, oh, Brody my God, makes, yeah! Brady makes the story about the penguin, and then um, uh, Logue will do like the thing from like Shakespeare, where he's Caliban, um, and makes his it makes his kids like memorize Shakespeare as well. <laughs> yeah, and guess like what play he's reciting mm -hmm. instantly. I fucking love that instantly. Caliban. Yeah. What? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's it does a good job of sort of like equalizing them uh, in that way, the two characters, despite their like sort of different upbringings. Yeah, I mean, Bechdel test does it pass? No, but I mean, it was never supposed to. Although, strictly speaking, I think it does pass, like, the Bechdel test. Like, the Bechdel test is never, like, um, I find, like, the best test of, like, oh, is it, is it feminist or not? Because it do they do have a conversation um, amongst the, betwixt the two where it does not revolve around a man, and it is where um, <laughs> uh, Logue's wife comes in, um, and uh, um, uh, Queen Elizabeth, Queen Mother, is immediately like, it's uh, <laughs> uh, your highness and then followed by ma'am as in ham not mom as in palm 
what I I was thinking about this earlier. Like, why do we get drawn to um, stories of like royalty? Um, because mm. I think, especially with like the Windsors, not just because like they're the one that are currently in power, um, but because like the family dramas are like the most like relatable for the most part to or like you can make a parallel to a family drama that would happen to normal people like um uh, like an uncle who marries someone that the family doesn't approve of oh uh, yeah <laughs> or like a um like a mental illness or speech impediment or something like that being covered up um for the sake of like public eye that kind of thing yeah and it's easy to like warp them into like more of like like a hero like view it through a hero's lens because yeah. it's know? like you have the same the same struggles that we have but like elevated to like a oh there's like these like public um stakes involved um, but it's able to look really pretty also that the aesthetics are there too <laughs> this this the crown things like that like spencer recently um gives us that like human drama that we all love um but in a in a sort of like over theatrical kind of way just by nature of who we're talking about um so like the big the big plot with george the sixth in general is his brother abdicating for um wallace simpson who is a divorcee i've never looked into why that's a bad thing i won't do it i don't care it's dumb well, the thing is, I think the issue for them was that he is like the head of the church, um, yeah. technically, because he's like the, like the head of like the Anglican church. Exactly. Um, which I want, that's the thing that I wanted, to, that I was, um, I guess where my confusion lies is because the, the reason they have an Anglican church was so that Henry VIII could do divorces. Um, so at some point that got weird. I don't know. Someone, someone, I'll, I'll, I'll ask. I don't know. I was going to say her name, but she she doesn't go by her like Christian name online. Um, Siri. Siri. I'll ask Siri. Uh, <laughs> no, I'll ask I'll ask Pilnock. This seems like a thing she would know. Yo, Pilnock. I've, I've switched to beer. This is much better than my gin experience. Um, but yeah, that aside, uh, it, the 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 dumb royal bullshit aside. Um, so because of that, um, because of, uh, David, which one? Well, yeah, no, David, David slash yeah, David. Edward VIII, uh, abdicating, um, like George VI has to become the king during oh, a man. pretty cool. Uh-huh. Oh, I was just going to say, uh, like that same article that was bashing Winston Churchill also oh. was going hard on, uh, Edward. Rightly like, so. Hard motherfuckers saluted to Hitler. Like, my God. Not just that. Okay, real quick aside. So, <laughs> this has become Sammy's Edward VIII um, um, oh, roast session. Guy. Yeah, like, there was a, there's a Crown episode about it, and I did look into it a bit more. Just, if, just how, like, Nazi-friendly Edward VIII was. Yeah! But, like, his and general... Give a little nod. Oh, sorry, go on. Like, his general thing was that, like, um, with regard to Hitler... Um, he would basically let Hitler, like his thing was he was going to let Hitler do whatever he wanted, including like bombing uh, his country. Um, and and then at some point he was like, oh, eventually the British people will submit. Um, 
that that's like brushing it over with broad strokes but like it was not it was not great holy um, shit i mean they give like reference to it with like what uh i think it's actually churchill um in the movie says no 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 it's one of the prime ministers says something about the fact that um simpson gets 17 carnations a day from uh hitler's like general uh-huh. Uh, or something like that, yeah. Like an ambassador to Britain, I think. Ambassador, yeah, yeah. Like mm-hmm. as if like they've got each other in their pockets. So yeah. Or I I thought the implication there was that they were in each other more than each other's pockets. Heyo, but Hey-o! Uh... more like in each other's underwear drawers. <laughs> 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 um. Again, not here for historical accuracy. Just fun. No, this part, this part's the historically accurate bit, actually. <laughs> <laughs> this shit happened. <laughs> um, but it, like, it's the it's the issues with like it, like Lionel Logue that are are not as accurate. So let's let's talk about the actual speech bits then, right? Yeah, let's do it. Lead the way. Okay. Um, <laughs> Damn it, fine. Uh, I, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, so as somebody that had a stutter, I do, I do and did slash, um, so, okay, for me, the reason that I, um, like this movie as much as I do, um, is because I did develop a stutter, I think, around, like, high school, from high school debate, a lot of, like, public speaking, a lot of high-pressure situation stuff for that, um, excuse me. It could have been around before that, but that's when it was like super like prominent and I noticed mm-hmm. it a lot. Um, and it uh, now I've got it more or less under control unless I get one stressed, two drunk. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, it's nice to see that sort of representation um, for like a thing that doesn't typically get represented, which was why like most people were just sort of like fine with the whole oh it's not historically accurate thing because it's like bringing up a good point i guess let's talk about the like a specific um style of therapy like speech therapy but like heavy on the therapy bit oh my Uh, god if we're going (laughs) into that dude um yeah no that uh the therapy side of it is super on for me uh recently like my therapist like almost literally did the same thing like fucking like pressured me into like standing up and almost nearly like saying like because i have a voice (laughs) like almost god i can't watch this movie i i just watched it um right before we did this uh actually um and a lot of the stuff that Lionel is doing the the way he totally is just a therapist like was was that like even a career like at that time like with much seriousness I know it got it's picking up around that time as far as I I know but like yeah mm, this would be like right when it was like getting you know big yeah because I mean that was in the 30s Mm-hmm. So you had Sigmund Freud around that time. Exactly, yeah. I think. Probably. Probably, maybe. Mm, we'll just say yeah. No, I think you're right. I don't know. We'll say you're right. We'll fix it in post. Um, 
Yeah. What um, fantastic. Some of the things that they have his characters say. Um, like I said before, um, I mentioned that I really like his uh, insisting on informality. Um, as soon as you meet the guy, he is very confident and comfortable with himself and his setting. Um, I mean, really the only times that you see him or hear him being uncomf- uncomfortable in any way is pretty much just when he doesn't really know how to interact with royalty. And I mean, that is like almost on a like legal sense, you know, yeah. like literally in a like, oh, shit, I better say like, do I say like her majesty? Do I say like you know your highness? Like what's the formality of this? Um, but I mean, there and quickly after, as soon as he meets uh, Bertie and insists on being able to call oh. him such, mm-hmm. what a great scene! I really, I really do love the first introduction scene. The meet um, cute. Yes, the meet cute in the therapist. <laughs> how it should? That's exactly how it should go with your therapist. <laughs> of you being all like blustery and like no this isn't gonna work it's not gonna work and then it and you're like well shit i guess i'll come back again <laughs> sorry i just like i i wasn't supposed to cry all over your office in the first meeting but i guess i did and i guess i just learned something about myself so i'll be here next <laughs> but um yeah he uh um Gosh, what are some of the things, um, like, especially at their insistence of it being, you know, like, we don't want to go too deep. We don't want to delve into too many personal matters or make this too personal very much. We just want to get this fixed and moved on. And he's like, okay, fantastic. I hear you. I can give you all the physical things that we can work on, but there's so much more. Mm-hmm. Like he really presents himself as a therapist. Uh, he engages um, uh, Birdie in dialogue that will that is kind of searching that will have him, you know, open up more about himself and kind of reveal these like truths and then hit him with these hard, you know, questions these, like. Uh, statements almost of epiphany in the very titular scene when he is practicing um, or when he's supposed to be practicing uh, getting kinged getting crowned um, God and uh, <laughs> he's arguing basically with uh, Lionel Bernie is arguing with Lionel about the legitimacy of his practice and what he's done and right in the middle of the spiel about how Lionel is unfit to do his job and that nothing he's done is of any worth he turns around and Lionel's sitting in the throne and it completely throws him off his track he completely goes into a rage and a spiral about you know Something that is very important. Like, that's exactly, like, that was a very uh, uh, thought-out move on Lionel's part. He definitely did that to throw off Birdie and to switch him onto a, um, 
switching back, like, uh, I don't know, to where he would be better, like, focused into a dialogue that, like, Lionel needed to have him on, to have him get to the point of this session, essentially. Mm-hmm. And then ending it with, and I have a voice! <laughs> God, what a good, what a good scene! I uh, knowing about your therapy session, I was like watching that. (laughs) Right? Oh my god! It really does, dude. It really does. Just like it, like that one came out of nowhere for me. But it is surprising how much, how much they can just fucking like creep up on you like you think you're actually starting to have like an argument or you think you're starting to like like things are starting to fall apart and you're not understanding one another and all of a sudden they say something and you're like fuck and it gets you to say something and you're like ah oh, god damn it I see the point like on one hand like I think when I was younger and naive and watching this I thought like okay but like wouldn't you still be really mad and angry right after that but God, from experience, it does just kind of take all the oomph, like all the wind out of you to like be beat so soundly in an argument like that and not even beat, but to prove a point yourself. And then you're like, fuck, you're right. You're right. <laughs> and the archbishop comes up and he's like, what's going on? What can I do? And Bernie's like, nah, but dude, just it's fine. He won. He won. He was right. Yeah. Like, he knows what he's doing. I know what I'm doing. Just leave it to us. I just had an epiphany. Let me revel in it. I like also that that scene is immediately followed up with him, like, taking a moment of, like, autonomy for himself because, like, the Archbishop is like, we've found a a good number of, like, suitable other um, uh, speech pathologists or whatever the term was. Um, who can who can help that are English and and credentialed and whatever, um, and he's like oh, so it's my responsibility to, because this is the head that I'm placing the crown on, um, and Bertie's like well yes but it's my head. <laughs> when he's when he's like ah oh, no I'll go with Lionel. And I actually really like that line too, um, because I think I don't know for me it's like yeah it's your head like it's it's important but a lot of times. Uh, I don't know, in past and in, in present, like, it's easy enough to dismiss um, any sort of, like, mental affliction with being, like, but it's just in your head. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, but, like, the brain is a big fucking part. Like, that's uh-huh. a huge part of the body. Uh-huh. Like, it's in your head, but Maybe it's all in your head, but it's in your it's the head that's attached to your body. So mm-hmm. that's just as important as like a broken leg. Right. I guess I, I didn't I didn't even think about it as like a like a mental health thing. It's like more of like a like who has responsibility here? Like like ah, I, I'll be putting the, the crown on you. Um, I, I uh, think it speaks to all of it, I guess, yeah. is why I like the line, because uh-huh. like it's definitely like that's the first thing. Right. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's his, his him taking like autonomy. Um, mm-hmm. but also, like, to me, it just speaks to that, like, little line of, like, well, it's all in your head, so it's not a big deal. Yeah. It's like, yeah, but my head's attached to my body, so. Right. Still an important part. 
What else is there? What's what's fun? I think that's just it. Like the, that's it. Nothing else. <laughs> that's all there is to the. Um, I think just like the and this is like obvious, but I think all the dialogue was really good. I liked the writing quite a bit. Um, some just yeah. really good lines like that one. <laughs> um, the I mean, just other lines that I love. The other ones. The, the the ones that you know. And uh, that they uh, say. Uh, like. Um, Just kill the bug. <laughs> the one where the where Birdie is like all of the other um, speech therapists um, have said that I'm incurable um, and then Logue is like well I think they're all idiots uh, and then Birdie's like well they've been knighted and Logue is very quickly like makes it official <laughs> I love that <laughs> Yes, dude, the quips in this are so good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is what this is what Josh Sweden could have done. <laughs> or should have been. Josh Sweden does do sometimes. <laughs> never we just never as well. Hey, when Cordelia and Buffy the Vampire Slayer gets pushed up against the wall by a vampire and says, What's your childhood trauma? That is cinematic history for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit. I want to go back to what you were saying about um, the action thing. I'm curious what was what that was about. Action. About something or something about cinematography. You had a criticism. Oh, oops. Okay, yeah. So let's see. Um, I'm loving the scoring of this film. Mm -hmm. We'll start there. Let's start. Are we going to start on technical then? The technical in and out, which, of course, again, just a preface. I have no authority over any any of this. I have no uh, expertise other than a lot of movie watching. And... What's the point of the movie? What was the point of Logue's whole thing? Having fun and getting drunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you said that. That was definitely one of those memorable quotes. For sure. <laughs> Brody, we're just here to have fun and get drunk. I, th I think and when he said that, what he meant was that formal education doesn't actually mean as much in the, in the face of like experience. But go ahead. <laughs> no, yeah, you're right. That too, I guess that was that was right after he said mm -hmm. that. Um, uh, but yeah, okay. So the music I really liked. I appreciated it. Um, I thought it was really. They did a good use of a lot of classics, which they used a lot of Mozart and um, what was that other dude? Beethoven. <laughs> um, you know that other guy? Uh, what was his name? Eh, whatever. Forgettable. Mm, I'm sure none of no, you know. No him. one's ever gonna know that name. That's the yeah. dog, right? Yeah, that Beethoven dog. Which, like, wasn't one of them a deaf dude? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were talking about the dog still. <laughs> Maybe. Um, but the music was really nice. Uh, I thought it, uh, blended 
pretty well and seamlessly and was actually like really uh substantial in parts like in the very first therapy session um when he's getting into uh he has a put on headphones listening to uh i think that in start um i don't remember either see i know it was Yep, that was Mozart. Nice. Uh, the overture to Figaro. I won't say the first uh, part. Okay. It's really good. Um, the cinematography, I thought... Okay, so the staging of this movie was fantastic. Uh-huh. The cinematography for this movie was, like, pretty good. I thought they did, like, pretty well there was a lot of like offset um like in that first therapy session for example we'll just reference that one forever because it was so fucking good mm-hmm. um they have a lot of like um they have scenes uh i mean it's just like a back and forth dialogue between lionel and birdie and i mean to be fair again in a movie that is all about dialogue no heavy action like that's that's something that you've got to you've got to put in a lot of kind of artistic creativity to staging that and to filming that mm-hmm. and i think they did like some really cool scenes i liked were in the first therapy session they would have moments where both the characters would be off center um like to the far right or the far left of the screen and it would be mirrored um and i thought like like coming from more of a comic books uh history to me that uh i really appreciate that for um a very clear sense of conversation which um, which scenes like uh, for example um, like in the very first therapy session, um, it shows um, I think Colin Firth to the far left uh-huh. of the scene on the couch, and then it would uh, change to Lionel um, Jeffrey Rush's character on the far right, sitting uh-huh. in his chair opposite, um, uh-huh. and it would go back and forth uh, between their conversations like that. Um, to, oh yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking like, about. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, like I thought. I I think that first session stands out to me because I think they do a lot of good staging in that scene. Um, it's a prolonged scene, and I think that they do a lot of pretty good and interesting camera work there. Um, earlier on, so it's easier to notice. But again, I think that's like pretty interesting to me. Um, I wish they did more. My only critique of this film is I wish they did more uh, silent moments. I wish there was more scenes with no dialogue. Okay, okay. I could buy that. Right? Right? Like, I, I know that there was a lot that needed to be said, and again, because this is almost completely, like, exposition driven like in like dialogue mm-hmm. it's 
there was probably a lot that had to be cut or had to be condensed into like essentially like a paragraph from each character saying mm-hmm. something that will move them into the next but I think it would have been fun if there was of scenes where the dialogue wasn't necessarily important like I did I mean okay like I, I really appreciate the uh, moments between uh, like father and child I think those were really really important to have mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to cut those necessarily but maybe to like I don't know extend in some parts just quiet dialogue less or maybe like so off screen that it's not so important or you're not like you don't need to focus on the dialogue I think there yeah for sure were opportunities where you could have had like um just characters like being in each other's company like honestly like if you would um if I were like to rewrite any scene it might be the one after um George the 5th dies um and the um, birdie shows up at lionel's place um and that could have been a good moment for like just a lot more like sort of silent um what's the co um uh hanging out coexistence coexistence yeah um yeah like where they're having like a cup of tea and then like maybe after like a, a small pause then you can be like ah would kill for something stronger um yeah. and then they talk more yeah, I mean, it was already was, a long movie. It was at like a fifty minutes. Yeah. Um, but that was my only thing. That was really my only thing, and I think it's just because I think in the later half, or um, they paced it well. I will say this as well: they did yeah. the pacing on the movie really well. Like mm-hmm. I've seen some critique about it getting or people being bored of the movie or but like a lot of the times it's at moments like 20 minutes in where i'm like what the fuck like this is just when it's like amping up this is just getting to the meat of the story you're kidding the action i this is maybe my my bias showing but like as soon as like i'm this is this is like my my marvel (laughs) like like i'm on the edge of my seat for like most of it like i I never found a problem with the uh um um pacing i guess i think somewhere in like the middle to like like towards the middle to the end um just for minutes honestly there's like uh it can get kind of dry like politics wise um where there's a couple just one on um with characters talking about politics to move this but honestly again to me that doesn't say anything from the story um because they're so short um they are visually different enough in scene lighting characters um or um at least with like even music i found in some of them yeah in some of the scenes like that as a child i would have found more boring um there was enough like music or change to make it interesting Hmm. I, I, yeah, that's fair. Like for for me, like because I like have like a like like history interest. Like I was like, ah, oh, they're 
like it, like it's the same way with like someone like like Marvel is not a bad um um comparison because they'll make like not a at all. Like, like, ah, this here's a reference to a Thor thing, and I'll be like, oh, I get it, or like, yeah, ah, here, yeah. here's a reference to like something that's happening in Russia. I'm like, oh, I know that one. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, I like, I, I think for like, I'd imagine for like most most audience scores, it's, it is, and honestly, even for me, I'm like, this is a lot of like exposition, like this is a lot of um, telling, don't showing, and like, granted, that is. Excuse me. It's like hard to like show and not tell in this sort of movie. Yeah. It's not like oh, let's. And now we cut to Berlin. Um, yeah. Right. Like, are they gonna like? I think it would have been pretty, like, uh, in the face to show like Hitler advancing. Yeah. On the fucking front, like honestly, like we didn't need to see that. I I thought one thing that they did really well was show the general like anxiety of the time, um, and show kind of creeping into the characterizations and into the conversations that we're having. And what I another thing I noticed is that there were not that many settings. Like there, you have Logue's office, you have mm-hmm. um, like two or three palaces, and. <laughs> Just two or three. I mean, yeah, but like, as far, <laughs> like, uh, and then I think maybe maybe there was one or two at Downing Street, um, but like you, it is, it is a, a pretty confined movie as far as like the places it goes to. Oh, and then that one scene in the park. Um, oh, and Westminster Abbey. No, I guess there's a couple places, but like I feel like you could you could. But they're they're all the way that it's shot. This is what I liked about the cinematography is that like they with like the color grading being kind of like muted and everything um it, like one place looks a lot like the others um so it had the same sort of to me claustrophobic feel of like and this is going to be a stretch but like 10 cloverfield lane um oh right where you where your characters are like locked into a situation that they have to deal with um that's that's what it evoked to me um and i I think they could have like hammered that home even just a tiny bit more um but i think for for what they did it was still like they they made they made like westminster abbey uh look as bleak as like logue's office um as and as bleak as as the park and it's etc for Um, sure so like they kept they kept the tone um pretty consistent i thought yeah they seem to always outside shots seem to always be foggy or misty yeah um be that like an early morning shot um <laughs> um just looked at the abv on my beer <laughs> ah, and- the, the beer that i put away pretty quickly eight mine too you yay that. uh <laughs> eight point something it was like eight point six that's why i fucked it i mean i made sure to get it really hard but it's like eight something it's a tank did you get a tank seven eight point five that's a tank seven i love a tank seven i need i need more boulevard merch when i come into town next well hop skipping a jump from my place mm-hmm. um, um. But yeah, they. Um, I thought they did a good job of that. One thing that I really appreciated about the camera work was um, uh, a lot of times I 
thought that they did a very good job of making the uh, focus on the uh, people on the shot uh, reflecting peoples. uh peoples and a shot um reflecting how how they acted or interacted with um birdie in the scene uh-huh. yeah like in the very very beginning when he's going through a couple different um therapy tries with that one really stuffy dude that was telling him to put like fucking marbles in his mouth yeah um the camera was angled down at his face and angled up at the therapist um and in a couple other shots when he's doing public speaking um even i think with his daughters uh there would be like with his daughters it would a lot of times be straight on with their faces um, regardless of where he was standing, like height wise. Um, so I kind of liked that, like almost like an intimate, like non threatening view, like with the people that he loves. Um, theirs would be like on equal footing. There's mm-hmm. the camera a lot of times be either in one place and show them both in a scene or uh, at eye level with both characters. And um, there were a lot of times that I noticed with opposing forces, um, the camera would be angled to kind of show a difference of power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was really cute to me. I don't know what it is. <laughs> no, I think that's a good note. Um, yeah, that's all I got. It's good. It's good. fun. <laughs> <laughs> Just shit I, that I noticed. No, this is, I mean, this is, I think this is more a, uh, I put this beer down a lot quicker than I thought moment rather than. Oh, no. But, <laughs> oh, good. And what's the name of that beer again? This is Double D India Pale Ale. Um, Double D because it is Dover, Delaware. It's it, that and also it's a double IPA, whatever that oh. is. It's got a lot of IPAs. Got two of them. Um, oh my god, okay. Two things we haven't talked about. One, the dad, the king dad, is Dumbledore. Yeah. And like, as soon as he got on the screen, I was like, fucking Dumbledore, you ass. <laughs> I have my notes in here says, fucking Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. And um, Winston Churchill is um, Wormtail. Yeah, I mean, it's not crazy. Fucking anybody in movies about royalty from England are going to be somebody's going to be in the Harry Potter franchise or like uh what's the um um I I know the character as Helena Bonham Carter but like she was also a character um yeah she probably had a name <laughs> she did she definitely did in that thing yeah, and that thing it definitely fucking was. This could be a fun new segment of like, um, who in a movie was in Harry Potter that no one listening is gonna <laughs> enjoy, and no one recording is gonna enjoy. Yeah, we're all gonna be like, this sucks. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember those goddamn Harry Potter movies. <laughs> I do. The first one came out on my sister's birthday. We went to see it for her birthday. 
and my sibling's birthday, which is oh, the same you're birthday. Right. <laughs> same birthday. It's almost like we have the same sibling. It's almost like oh what? there's a through line, I think. There is the fact that your parents treat me as their child, but like yes. elevated. Do you, uh, hey everyone, here's a plug for Miss Marvel because they nailed that dynamic really well. <laughs> as soon as the white best friend comes on, I'm like, that's my Kelsey! Yeah! <laughs> your parents love me and I do good things for your parents. With yeah. good reason! Yeah. Because I'm cute. <laughs> and fashionable. And I can make chocolate. So, I mean, what's not to love? I have other notes on here, and one of them is just a long, drawn-out, the montage! Because the montage scene. Oh, the montage is very good. And it was earlier on than I remembered. Fucking good. So fucking good! I love the exercises of, like, just, like, uh, him breathing in and out Helena Bonham Carter. Yes! Yeah! Is... <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna say that brings me back to my love of their relationship. Um, mm. And that also will uh, tie into one of my favorite cinematic, or, yeah, uh, camera work moments when mm -hmm. he's listening to the recording of the session and uh -huh. it shows her walk into scene. I love him, that and then it moment, ends yeah. up to her, like, shocked face. Like, what a supportive, beautiful woman. Like, oh my god, again, I don't care about the historical accuracy. I'm all here for the movie of this. That was so gorgeous! Such a lovely relationship. When they're in the car heading to the party, the, what was it? Uh, it was a party for somebody. It was a party for David for, and yeah. King Edward and Wallace Simpson. Which, yeah, yeah. Uh, Hey, I wanted that name before that movie, so... Oh my god! <laughs> I didn't even put that together. Yeah. But yeah, fucking beautiful relationship. And in the um, montage scene when she's sitting on his stomach and he's, like, breathing in and out, doing Love the exercises. That. So good! I, I think one of my favorite moments between them, actually, would be when uh, she is first bringing him to Lionel's office. And mm -hmm. she's, like, repeating all the things, like, you know, she's going over all these things that, like, she did wrong or mm -hmm. uh, didn't know for, she's she's cluing him in. She's helping him out through this, like, in the elevator. She's like, oh, you've got to pull this door first. Because in the very first scene, like, she doesn't pull the first door. She forgets it's an ancient manual elevator. Um, well, probably not ancient for them but for us yeah um when she brings him into the waiting area she's like and he doesn't have to worry because he likes to keep things in which is what he told her. just like cute things like that mm -hmm. and she's excited to tell him adorable i like this is a small detail but i noticed it on this one um moving i guess to talk about the end of the movie um where the titular speech is um, uh, about uh, Bertie delivering the news of the war with Germany to, you know, England and the colonies. Um, Damn, hell of a segue, but I'll take it. 
Anyways, let's talk about war. It's coming, but like that is like the big thing that, like the whole movie builds towards that speech, right? Um, like it's the speech, it's the speech with like the most like impact that he gives. The king's um, speech, yeah. The the king's speech, um, and he's the king. That one yeah. speech, the king, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but I liked, I liked that um, instead of having a. Um, like a secretary or like like um some sort of um palace worker um come in and be like oh it's you're on and etc cetera, etc cetera. they 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 had um the queen come and be like it's it's, it's time like 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 she yeah. was the one who like broke the news of like it's it's time to go interrupting like the 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 session that um him and Logue were having yeah and her little tear like at the end of his Speech. Mm-hmm. Adorable. Adorable. Mm-hmm. And I mean every moment. God, we can't gloss over the fucking moment where he breaks down at his desk crying. And he's like, I, I don't want to be king. I'm not, I'm not a king. king. I'm not a king. I'm not a king. Oh my fucking God. <laughs> and, and she that's... says to him, like in the most like loving and like personable way of just like you know when I first married you I thought this man with such a beautiful stutter he'll never be king yeah but now look <laughs> at you like she like she knows him you know they give enough they have enough uh familiarity and uh hilariously for all of her um procedure that um and uh performance that she goes through with everybody else with him it is complete um intimacy you know yeah. it's always everything she says is um with innuendo or with like um inside knowledge inside jokes you know inside familiarity with the guy mm -hmm. like as if they actually are together for love mm, it's cute i don't care if it's accurate or not it's cute i'll take it it's right. in a movie it's what i want that's i like that that was a like a firm stance that the director took of like it's 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 a movie like like this is the better story like <laughs> I mean, what, what, do we care that much about accuracy? Like, Jesus, is... for me, as soon as you put people in power on screen, yeah, I automatically assume that it's 99% not factual. Yeah. And it's fine. And if it, if it, if it were like a more, I don't know, I can't think of a, another example, but like, like in general, like, it does. I I don't need a story to be true to be a good story. Like, um, like I, I yeah, just just that. Like, as long as the story is good, like the effect the the effect that like the the this story will have on my life, if it is if it is conveyed better through a better narrative than like historical accuracy or or anything like that, um. That's fine. This is I have a I have a general beef with like the idea of like authenticity being like the highest thing to achieve for um like what, God, what's a good example? 
like i mean like um strict adherence to like historical accuracy or um um a big one um, um faithfulness to like a source material like if you can if you can do something if you if if it makes your art better for it then i i don't or rather your art better and then my viewing experience better i i don't think i care that much about um what the source material or source history was yeah yeah i can jab with that it deserved to win at least an Oscar, if not the four that it did, three or four that it did. It won a lot of it won Oscars. Won best that picture. Year. Yeah, it won best picture. It won. <laughs> I thought it won best supporting. Probably, I uh, it must have done right. Like, well, for Jeffrey Rush, right? Like, I think for Helena Bob Carter. I know she was nominated for it. She should have been, yeah. Um, okay, accolades, where are we at? Excuse me. Um, looking it up, looking it up, looking it up. See, and here's where Google's your friend. These nine-year-olds are like, you yeah, know shit. Also, we love your podcast. Also, we're <laughs> nine. <laughs> and we were just couldn't fucking wait for the next episode when you guys talked about the King's Speech. Hey! A movie I'll older than we are. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, it won. It won Best Picture. Fair. Okay. Best Director. Fair. Best Actor. Yup. And, Ooh. uh... And best original screenplay. What the fuck? Only okay. Jeffrey Rush and Helena Bonham Carter were only nominated. Dicks. Who did it go to? Like, I'll go down um, a rabbit hole with this. I think. Um, and and away we go. Movie. Inception was nominated. Uh, 127 Hours was nominated. I was on uh, the mind. Uh, okay, best supporting actress went to Christian Bale in the fighter. Didn't see it, and best actress supporting actress was Melissa Leo in the fighter, which I still didn't see. Yeah, I didn't see that one either. But I did see the kids are not all right, which I really like. Was that the one with uh, was Ruffalo in that one? Yes, Ruffalo is in that one. There I like go. Ruffalo. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Me too. He's an environmentalist, and he's got kissy lips. And he's got kissy lips. Yeah, he fucking does though, doesn't he? Mm. <laughs> Colin Firth does not have kissy lips. Yeah, but Colin Firth does not have anyways. lips. <laughs> but I'd kiss him anyways. I'd kiss lips <laughs> onto that man. He's such a good fucking actor. I would kiss Colin Firth, but I would I would let him cry on me. I think, and oh. that feels to me a higher bar. Like, my kiss for him would be that kind of, like, the kiss that I want to see in most movies, in most shows anyways, which is just the platonic, like, I, I need more platonic kisses. And, like, not even as, like, uh, like, this is a meaningful thing, but to end a sentence. Or, like, right, we're bo we both agree. And then, like, off to do the next thing. I just need so many more kisses. If I directed anything, it would have so many fucking kisses in it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's just good. It's just good. Also, probably a lot of that, like, finger V uh, lesbian thing. 
Yeah, between Logan and uh, uh, Birdie. <laughs> between Logan and Professor X. Exactly. There's <laughs> so many. Had <laughs> 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 to go into Cerebral, right? <laughs> My a people's. <laughs> <laughs> My adamantium skeleton. Wasn't I just talking? Were we not talking about Wolverine being a trans idol? We were really drunk. We were talking about, yeah. <laughs> and then that guy was walking in front of me and turns around and it's like, yeah, Wolverine is a trans icon. Fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. Things we do when we drink. Wolverine is a trans icon, okay? Okay. What's our time? Oh, many. But also, like, I feel like we've had, we've had a lot of, like, um, bits of, like, uh, um, not, like, dead air, but, like, getting set up and everything else. But we should probably call it at some point, huh? I guess at some point. Sorry, I was just looking through and seeing what other notes I had. Hello, dead air. Here we are. The only person we're screwing over with this is, is tomorrow, Sammy, but that's fine. Nah! I'm still in a tub. Can I get another top off of scotch then? Are we recording more or? Yeah, but I mean. I mean it... Should I not? I mean, I was going to say we could probably go towards wrapping up because we are on like two hours. Oh, yeah, maybe then. Yeah. But we can always still drink more. <laughs> I like that. I love to hear your voice and I love you so much. I love you. I want to fucking cry. Dude, I'm too, you... I'm too drunk off of two no, drinks. No, I know. Me too. And it's because we're lame baby. But you know what's not fucking lame baby? And what I have to bring up because I just found the note. Uh huh. In the very not last scene, but the scene. Right before. Actually, the scene before one of the last. The first scene where in that. What is that place that they knight? No, not knight, but crown kings. Westminster Abbey? Yeah. One, he says the mm -hmm. word, like, scone. It's, it's on the stone of. Goon. Goon! But they. Is it's it's no 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 no. It the the, the stone of Schoon is uh, like a, a thing from Scottish uh, history that got stolen by the English. That's a whole thing. Yeah, but, um, that's always a whole thing. Um, but uh, I think it is spelled like the the pastry. It is. It's S C O N E. Do I have to pronounce these scones now? And I will. I There's fucking will. Actually, I'm going to. No, it's scones <laughs> now. No. You're hard pressed to make me not say scone. God, I would love a scone. scone I'd love a scone. Like a blueberry one. Scones. Oh my god, a blueberry lemon one. Mm. I'll make you some scones when you come. In. Yay! Okay. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to ye. Also, it's my birthday this Happy Juneteenth, everybody. Happy Juneteenth, <laughs> happy Garfield's birthday, happy Father's Day, and happy Kelsey's birthday. That's yeah, like in that order. 18 holidays in one. And happy Sammy left uh, Kansas City a year ago. 
Wait, today? No, I mean your birthday. Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. Yeah, happy that's gone. But that they're coming back. But the point being is on the schoon, mm. when they're first at the schoon and setting up the uh, king shit, and they're all like, this is what's going to happen, and this is how the ceremony's going to go. And um, your boy Birdie is like, oh, also, Lionel, he's got to sit in the king's box. And the archbishop is like, but that's where the king's family sits. Ah! And Bernie's like, and that's why it fits. That's Good. why it's appropriate. Ah! I like that a lot because it's not like you'd expect that sort of like turnaround to happen like at the end of the movie. But this was like at a solid middle. Yeah, well. Middle-ish. Almost middle. It, it, middle of the end middle. Where? Whatever. Because it was that scene, and then it was the at the same location, like him being all like, you're not a real doctor, and Lionel being like, but I love you. And then it's also the war's happening. I can't yeah, quit you, scene. yeah. I wish I could quit you! Yeah, but in the very beginning of the movie, and like, like, saying like, can I call you Birdie? In the very beginning of the movie, when Lionel first says, can I call you Birdie? And you see, again, phenomenal acting, like mm-hmm. phenomenal facial acting. Again, for all the criticism I have for this, just mostly focusing on faces and, you know, not a lot of like different camera work, the facial acting that these people do, there's no wonder why they were just always close up on them. I mean, they were capturing brilliance by these people. And the moment when Jeffrey Rush says, what can I call you? How about I call you Birdie? And you see Colin Firth, his face just... Unravel. Like, yes, just in, like, amazement and, like, like, he's hearing such blaspheme. And he says, no, absolutely not. My family calls me Birdie. And it goes back to Jeffrey Rush, who says, well, perfect. That's exactly what we'll be. That's the level of our intimacy. And I, and, ah! I mean, that's a... beautiful on its own, but to see that, like, uh, revisited at the end of the movie where he says, well, that's why it's appropriate that he sits in the uh-huh. king's box because he is as family is. Uh-huh. This is... I, I like how most of our um, episodes tie back in some way to, like, male intimacy. Like, there's a... There's a solid through line from um, this movie to Emperor's New Groove. <laughs> it is basically Where the we same said movie. What that Pacha was a fucking furniture. What? Pa- what? We said that Pacha was furniture because he's stable and reliable like oak. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Hey, we this is going another... into furniture fetish. <laughs> I gotta re-listen to that episode. I mean, I was... We were pretty Paloma drunk, but still. <laughs> I'll never forget. <laughs> okay. Do we have any final parting thoughts on the King's speech? Uh, Google it. Uh, but also... 
male bonding and male love is so important and good. Also, mm. to teachers Sammy and Kelsey, let's do more movies that'll pass the Bechtel test. Yes. By Goodwill because, Hunting. Like Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> and The Land Before Time. Yes. And A Few Good Men. Probably. Maybe. I've never seen that. I've never seen it. It's fine. I've seen The Unusual Suspect. And the usual ones? Oh, oops. <laughs> <laughs> God damn okay. it. That weird suspect. Oh. Okay. Um, yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, we did it, guys. We're back. Yeah. Um, in a big way. For the um, second time in the lives of most of us, we have said that we're coming back for real this time. <laughs> and hopefully yeah, this one but sticks. This time, yeah, hopefully this time I don't enter an abusive work relationship where I have to work a billion hours in one week. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's evil. Yes. Anyways, yeah, that was why. Love you guys. Thank you for coming. <laughs> Yeah. This is Kelsey. I almost said this is Sammy, and that's well, Kelsey. Yeah, maybe maybe I'm Kelsey now. I don't know. That's Lots changed. Anyone's guess. Yeah. Uh, I'm Sammy. I'm Kelsey. Still. Um, thank you. We love you. Good night. Good night, guys.